0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Freddy Joachim, and you're tuned into another Fredcast. I know it's been, like, a really long time since um, I posted anything, honestly. (laughs) I don't even know when the... The last Fredcast was, like, maybe mid-December, and it's already the end of January. (laughs) So I have to apologize for that. Uh, I've just... Uh, you know, like the holidays were kind of like super busy, and then um, me and my wife actually ended up getting sick like right after the New Year, and I've been sick for like two weeks since like the the fifth or something like that. We're just getting over it, like almost completely over it now. <clears throat> but I think we had um, we had uh, like a uh, uh, a small case of bronchitis. Uh, this is this you know like. Everybody around the holiday season was already getting sick, like, like, almost half the people I know were sick around that time, so we ended up getting sick. We ended up going to our friend's wedding, and I think, you know, maybe people there were sick, or, you know, just, it was a huge wedding, so there's a lot of people, so we probably caught something from somebody there, and then we were sick for, like, two weeks, two plus weeks, and, um yeah and then just got my wife went ended up going to urgent care and finding out she had like a like small bronchitis and then gave her meds and we were just coughing like really bad for like two weeks. Um, yeah, which kind of sucks because I was um I was sick like right after Thanksgiving last year. Uh, I got sick for like a week or so and then like a month later I get sick again. I mean, it was two completely different kind of like sicknesses. Like the, the first time I got sick, it was more like like flu, like where I was congested and um, what's it called? And uh, I had like you know my body ached and everything like that. And then this this time around, it was a really bad cough, like just coughing throughout the night. And you know, it was it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. So I was sick for like half of January. And I got sick like around Nam, uh, but that's not the reason why I didn't go. I didn't go because I didn't, um, I didn't uh, solidify a badge. <laughs> that was kind of like my fault. I kind of waited till the very last minute to hit up my connects as far as Nam went, and um, yeah, I just ended up didn't end up going. But I've been to Nam a few times uh, throughout the past few years, and <clears throat> I'm you know like I'm sad I didn't go, but I'm also not sad that I didn't go because I understand how crazy nam is it's just like such a zoo um i'm good for just like one day and then and i'm you know like i'm good um and if you're if you're unfamiliar with nam nam is basically a trade show that they have every year in january they have it at the anaheim convention center so it's not too far from me and um they, it's like a bunch of music companies and they showcase the, their existing product as well as upcoming product. And, you know, like it's not just uh studio gear, it's like instruments, like guitars and basses and drums and, you know, marching band stuff. It's anything kind of like, um, associated with, um, you know, musicians and musical creation and stuff like that. <clears throat> um... It's not really like uh, you don't go there to purchase things. It's more like a trade show, like how CES is a trade show where their companies are just kind of showcasing their product. And then there's there's a lot of like business deals happening, you know, like meetings and stuff like that. It's kind of like the same thing with Nam. I mean, there wasn't really too much I was um, um hyped on seeing. You know, I, I don't pay super close attention to um, like music gear. I mean I do in a sense but not really. Um but the things I I got excited about were um I mean Behringer they're coming out with a a Poly D or it's called the Poly D. It's a polyphonic uh synthesizer kind of like how they did the Model D but it's like a four voice synthesizer. They announced that before nam though. Um I saw that the uh, Akai is coming out with that MPC 1. Which seems like kind of like a squared out, somewhat stripped down version of the MPC-X, MPC-Live. I mean, I already have the MPC-Live, so I don't think I'll get the MPC-1. You know, I think it it, it already like has the the same same. features. Um, But yeah, I saw that. That was kind of interesting. And um, I saw that um, Novation is coming out with a launch pad pro x or something like that <clears throat> which is kind of like a step it has a, its own standalone sequencer which is kind of cool like so if you are into like modular gear or, or uh con- controlling like any kind of external um you know uh gear or you know like whatever it is midi wise um you can do that and that seems cool i mean if you already don't have like an ableton push or like uh Novation Launchpad than this new Pro version. It seems like a cool little thing. And then um, I saw that SSL is coming out with its own USB audio interface, which is super cool. I think I'll probably buy that. I I think it's called the SSL 2 and 2 Plus or something like that. But, um, you know, SSL, they make large format consoles and they make um you know rack rack gear uh like compressors and you know they're very <laughs> you see them in like big studios and stuff like that like just uh legendary kind of gear but this is like an affordable um kind of piece of gear like audio interface that um that had, that carries the ssl name as well as some characteristics as far as Maybe some of the circuitry or whatever it goes, but I will probably pick one of those up. I know I just picked up the Audient um, ID14, but I kind of want that SSL um, audio interface and it's bus powered. So, you know, I'm all for that. Um, what's it called? I know SSL, they came out with a, um, like a mixer or something like that last year, like a two, two or three channel mixer or something like that. That wasn't too uh, pricey, um, but uh, you know, like I was kind of on the fence about that. And then, what when they came when they announced this new SSL audio interface, it seems like something that I would actually use a lot. So, yeah, th- those are pretty much the only things I'm I'm super excited about. I mean, you you see a lot of uh, uh, companies at NAM or you know announcing things at NAM uh, as far as like production gear goes i feel like it all kind of just looks the same nowadays it's usually just some pad a midi controller or whatever it is it's black and it has rgb coloring you know like it all fucking looks the same and i'm just kind of tired of that whole aesthetic that every fucking company is coming out with That like all the gear looks exactly the same and I'm just a little bit tired of it. <clears throat> I mean, I understand there's when you're building something, uh, you know, like they have to factor in costs and all these like logistics stuff. And um, but I just feel like it's becoming really stale. Um, as far aesthetically, it's becoming really stale. <laughs> I mean, you'll have like these really like weird, obscure independent companies that are doing cool things that kind of. Um, uh kind of break the mold a little bit uh as far as the way you perceive or kind of construct music like i think teenage engineering's really good at that and you know they're not just making music production stuff uh but they're also making like speakers now and and weird dials and shit like that it's weird i don't know so they, they i think that's a good company to kind of look at as far as like mixing um uh, like aesthetics and and like functionality and kind of getting people out of that whole same way of thinking about making music you know what i'm saying the the, the same workflow that we're all used to um and i think that's a good thing um yeah yeah i, I just feel like all these companies they're all just they everything just looks like uh, ableton push or everything just looks like a novation launch pad or everything just looks like a a a native instruments machine like everything just looks the same and i'm a little bit tired of that i wish they would just retro old drum machines i know like behringer has been doing that with those boutique style kind of like drum machines those rack mount ones that you can use in our euro rack stuff but um i wish they would just kind of like Uh, take that old retro style and then put it in something a little bit modern so it looks cool um the the other thing that i kind of missed from nam especially this year uh was all like the modular euro rack companies that were presenting stuff um the past few years that i went to nam i wasn't into modular gear so i didn't really have a good understanding of um you know modular synthesis or modules or companies like that um i would see these like um these booths at NAM or are like you know their setups and i'd just be completely intimidated by it because i didn't understand it at all and i would just look and i would just watch people patch things and i'd be like wow you know that's cool but i don't want to touch anything because i don't want to look like an idiot so <laughs> i just kind of uh I stopped uh, or, you know, like I didn't really like go up to him or ask questions or stuff like that because I just didn't want to seem like a moron. <laughs> but now that I have a, a somewhat of a better grasp of modular stuff, um, that's why I really wanted to go to Nam was to see all the modular gear and stuff like that. Uh, but I did not. But anyway, yeah, those are the things that I kind of like, was reading about it, Nam. I mean, I saw Rain is coming out with a kind of like a new mixer. I think it was 71 or 72 or something like that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, maybe I'll go next year. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. I think Nam also are just Anaheim in general would have been crazy or probably was crazy at uh, around that time. <clears throat> what uh, it was because uh, Nam was happening, and the Anaheim Convention Center is literally right next to Disneyland. So Disneyland at the same time, uh, in what is that? Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They just opened up their new ride, which is Rise of the Resistance. So Disneyland was just completely super packed, and then you mix that with Nam. And Nam is huge. It's fucking, like, there's a grip of people everywhere. So just Anaheim at that time was crazy, probably. But, yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, I was sick, too. So that was probably a good thing. <laughs> um, not being sick, but, you know, like, uh, I wouldn't have been able to go anyway because I was pretty sick. Um so, yeah, whenever, uh, but big uh peace to all my friends and you know like associates and companies that I've been working with that had a presence at Nam, I hope you guys had fun and stuff like that um yeah, cool, cool beans, <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a while, you know, like honestly, I've kind of um I haven't really taken a step back and like making beats, but I've been just making them casually. I haven't really been full force on it. I think partly because I was sick, and usually when I'm sick, like, I don't really want to do anything. And then once I get better, then I'll go full force into stuff. But I just have... I don't know if it's, like, a lack of motivation or whatever. I think I just need something new to play with. Uh, that's why I was kind of, like, waiting for things to drop, like, around the same time at Nam. But I think everything's kind of dropping next month in February. But, yeah, um... What was I going to say? Yeah, like I'm just kind of casually making beats, you know, just like on machines or, you know, just listening to music and stuff like that. Um, I do have some new music coming out like towards the end of February into March, just like maybe a couple singles. Um, I do have a remix that I did with uh, Catching Flies and that's coming out mid-February. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep everybody posted on that too, so... I have some new stuff coming out. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of, I don't even know if I'm going to be working on a new project. I think my next project is going to be um, probably All Me again. Uh, I'll probably make another kind of instrumental album. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but I think I won't be going with a label for that. I'll just, solely just do it on my own um that's kind of where i'm heading towards in a way like i just kind of want to manage everything myself i mean i know i've been releasing stuff with mellow orange like the past few years and then my last release was with jakarta records which was a little bit of a um uh, it was a little bit different because people kind of just associate with associate mellow orange with me but um you know like Mellow Orange, like I said before, it hasn't disbanded or anything like that. It's just like everybody's kind of just doing their own independent thing. And I think now where I'm at, um, I just kind of want to do, like, take care of everything myself, you know, rather than rely on labels to put out music for me or anything like that. So, but we'll see. You know, I'm still kind of, like, thinking it over or whatever it is. But, yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Um... Was it about label shit? I forgot. I always lose my train of thought, like while I'm talking and then blah, blah, blah. I feel like this, I have the same format for all of these podcast episodes where I talk about like music, movies. <laughs> I ta- well, since I watch a lot of movies and whatever, tech crap, I've been playing <laughs> a lot of video games lately, which is, I think it's a good and a bad thing. Um, me and my buddies you know we're all kind of like in our late 30s now so some of us have kids and families we're all you know most of us are married now and it's hard for all of us to kind of like get together you know people have jobs and you know responsibilities and stuff like that um and it's just kind of hard for especially me and my uh core group of friends i mean we do still talk like almost every day but we uh it's hard for us to kind of get together um but uh me and my buddies you know like we're all in late 30s we play call of duty (laughs) like almost every night um and it's fun you know like it's it's cool because it's the only time we get to actually get together and like (laughs) quote unquote hang out (laughs) But we do some funny stuff. So I've been playing Call of Duty a lot, the multiplayer stuff. I've just been getting rocked. I'm mean, getting better and better. I think this Call of Duty is the first multiplayer um, game that I've been really getting into. Usually, past Call of Duties and stuff like that, I just play the campaign and then I don't really play online. But then this one, since I think it's because this one has crossplay, and crossplay means you can. Um, you can play against people on different consoles and stuff like that. So I mainly game on a computer. Um, and then all my buddies, they have like PS4s and shit. So this crossplay play game, um, I can play with them. I don't have to have a PS4 or they don't have to have a computer. We can all kind of like mingle together. So that's been like really good for us. And then um I've been playing some older titles too like that I've been kind of just trying to catch up on like I just started Metro Exodus finally I don't know why it took me so long and then I've been really playing Torchlight 2 a lot <laughs> I know that's kind of such a like I really wasn't into RPGs before but I really like this style of rpg where it's um it's not really turn-based rpgs it's like um you can kind of it's like open world in a way and you can kind of just kind of hack and slash as you go not really worrying about turns uh torchlight 2 is very similar to diablo and i played diablo 3 a lot and i really like got like stacked my character really high on that and same with torchlight 2 my character is like super stacked now I've been playing it for, like, the past week. It's fun as hell, I think. But, yeah, yeah. Kind of like those style of RPGs, Diablo, Torchlight 2. Diablo 4 is coming out, and I'm really kind of hyped on that. And then what else have I been playing? I've been playing um, Madden, <laughs> but not online because I know I'd probably just get rocked. I've just been playing against the computer. I, I like playing some sports games. Like, I, I'm okay at Madden but not really that great uh, I suck at 2k like I just can't play basketball games for some odd reason maybe because I just don't fully understand basketball and yeah speaking of basketball um yesterday was just like such a terrible day like just in general just for LA or sports fans worldwide and stuff like that Kobe as you've already heard um passed away in a in a horrific like helicopter crash along with his his uh his second daughter and it's just like it's so sad me and my wife were just we couldn't believe it once we heard the news we were just like we were seriously in shock and like disbelief we just couldn't believe it. we were just watching the the news like all day just uh trying to get like news on everything and it was just so terrible to like to hear that news um and I think the whole vibe just in LA was just like the same like even going out this morning I feel like a lot of people were just you know like everybody was just quiet you know what I'm saying like I don't think anybody was really like in a great mood or anything like that um but yeah just super sad like you have to like okay it's a helicopter crash like Kobe probably took thousands of helicopter rides in his, his career. Like he, he flew to games all the time. You know, he's been on even airplanes, like all the time. Like he's like, this is like one crash out of, I don't even know how many like flights he's took. He's taken as far as the helicopter stuff goes, but you know, like it's just crazy the the day before this happened, me and my wife were driving around L.A., and we were driving from, um, I want to say, where were we, like La Crescenta or something like that, Um, and we were just driving back home or driving towards Glendale, and we were on the two, and we just saw, like, mad fog just everywhere. This is, like, later in the afternoon, too, and we're just like, whoa, this is, like, creepy. It was like, crazy, like, fog, and then we're just like, oh, there's probably gonna be a, like a lot of fog tonight, and maybe in the early morning. And then I feel like, <clears throat> well, they're saying like the helicopter, or the weather at the time that the crash happened, like the weather played a, a, a major factor in, in why the, um, the helicopter went down and stuff like that. But you know, nonetheless, it's just such terrible news. And, you know, like, I'm not like, I really kind of stopped watching basketball after Jordan retired um I I was never like super into basketball other than than, you know following the Bulls at that time and then when Kobe got I remember I think it was like I think he got drafted in like 96 like straight out of high school just watching like I remember watching the that draft as a kid in 96 I must have been uh, like a freshman or something like that I want to say maybe a eighth grade or like a freshman in high school and seeing him go to the Lakers and then watching (laughs) Kobe like you know play against Jordan and stuff like that and then seeing this like phenom like teenager like playing the NBA and like people you have to understand like Kobe really did like build the Staples Center you know like his his um his uh, like his, when he became like a NBA's like player or star, uh, that kind of resurged the Lakers. Like it kind of um, it uh re kind of ignited basketball in Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? So I I just have so much respect for Kobe and what he's done for the Lakers and stuff like that. I was never a like a Laker like fan or even a Laker hater. You know, like I didn't really have a basketball team. I think partly because, you know, I was from San Diego and we didn't really have a basketball team or we didn't have a basketball team in San Diego. I think like in the 70s when basketball was first starting out or something like that, 60s or 70s, there was, I think the Rockets were there. But anyway, yeah, I just, you know, like, it's just crazy. Like, and then hearing the news that he, you know, he passed away, um, like yesterday was just so unbelievable like we thought it was we thought it was false like we just once we heard it we were just like oh my god but yeah and super unfortunate that his his daughter passed away with him too it's just i can't believe you know you can't believe it she was yeah you see the highlights of how she plays and stuff. And it's just like, she was, she was, she was going to be like an up and coming, like superstar herself. And it's just so sad. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, there, there were other, um, parents and, uh, an assistant coach on, on the, the helicopter too. And it's just like sad because there was a, there was, uh, a couple along with their daughter on the, on the flight, there was a woman and her daughter on the flight and an assistant coach along with the pilot and Kobe and, her, and his daughter. And it's just, I don't know, it's just like super sad. And then we saw all the coverage of people um, uh, um, congregating and like around the Staples Center um, to kind of commemorate Kobe. And it's just, you know, like I think everybody was just like just in disbelief. Um, you can just see it in people's faces just like, so just, you know, like, I don't know, you know, and it's crazy like how it's like kind of affecting me because I wasn't even like a huge Kobe fan and I wasn't even like a huge Laker follower at all, you know, but I understood like how much like Kobe meant to the Lakers as well as Los Angeles you know, like a lot of just basketball fans in general, you know. Like I understand that. And then Kobe playing with the Lakers his whole career and having two numbers being retired, you know what I'm saying? It's just like so crazy. Like you know, like he'll 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 go down as one of the best basketball players ever, you know. It's crazy. But yeah, just super sad, man. <clears throat> um yeah Yeah. it's super sad sorry we had to talk about that but I feel it's important to kind of talk about it because you know I live in LA and I understand like my so my friends are from LA so they're huge like Laker fans and it, it was just you know I can't even imagine how they're feeling because I remember when I remember when um Tony Gwynn died, and Tony Gwynn was, like, my sports idol growing up. Um, I understand, you know, he he passed away because of cancer, but it, it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, like, I was very just, like, in disbelief uh, at the time. You know, like, here was my sports idol kind of growing up. Um, you know, he played for the Padres his whole career, and he's probably one of the best hitters in the history of baseball. And, you know, like seeing him go is, was really hard for me. But then, you know, I think Kobe's like kind of like on another level because he's, he's affected our, he's kind of like inspired people, you know, across the globe, you know, he's like a global kind of name. Um it's just, I don't know, just crazy. And like, we are just, you know, just thinking about it, it just kind of gets you choked up and goosebumps and stuff like that yeah super sad man but yeah he had a like i said he had like a really good like worth ethic you know like he was a good inspiration for the youth um he always kind of like invested in the community and stuff like that and partnered up with organizations to help out people and you know like i feel like that's a good role model just in general uh just a good human being like being a role model to you know be the best but also help out people in in the process, you know. But yeah, super sad. Okay. Maybe we could talk about something else. I mean, it will we'll probably LA's morning will be like probably m- more than half of this year, so let's talk movies maybe. <laughs> no actually um, I did watch some of the Grammys that which were last night. Usually I'm not super into the Grammys because it's it's a lot of um, fluff stuff, you know like it's a lot of um, just popular artists that they kind of they show that on, on TV. Of course there's a lot of Grammys or awards being presented, but they some of the uh, the awards they don't actually show on TV. But um, Billie Eilish, I think that's her name, her last name, Eilish. Uh, She won a bunch of Grammys. I I think she won like four or five or something like that. She's only 18, and her brother does her production. Um, But she won, I think, Best New Artist, Album of the Year, uh, Song of the Year, I think, and a few other ones. But she, I think... I mean, I'm not super into her music, but from the clips that I've seen of her like perform and and, uh, you know, some of her songs, maybe she's very talented. And I think that's really important for especially when you you kind of put people in the the limelight or, you know, like put them in like in front of uh, the main stage of, I guess, pop music or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I think she is super talented, especially being an 18-year-old. Plus, she has, like, this cool personality that I think a lot of young um, uh, listeners kind of uh, are attracted to and stuff like that. But, yeah, congratulations to her. Um, Tyler, the creator, won Best Rap Album for Igor. So, congratulations to him. Um, It's just crazy seeing that dude. Like, you know, it's crazy seeing, like, these young kids kind of just be like goofy kind of fuck around kids. And then they win Grammys, but you know, th- th- I feel like they work really hard for it. So it's very deserving. Um, and then I, uh, what else did I see? What was one? I know Esperanza a Spaulding one for like j- some jazz album. Um, let me just look that up, actually, like who won what. Here. Grammy 2020 winners. Let's see the complete list. Uh, Yeah, Billie Eilish, Eilish won a lot, actually. She won Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best New Artist, and probably a few oh anderson pock won two grammys for best r&b album and um best r&b performance so super cool anderson pock you know i've always been a fan of that guy just seeing it's crazy seeing him like <clears throat> um just rise to the top and being like super popular um i saw that tool one for best metal i think that's super cool um and i'm trying to see if anybody else here i mean a bunch there's just like a bunch of like um awards i wanted to see who won best comedy album do they have that uh michelle obama won for best spoken word album for her her um her book Becoming that's kind of cool and I saw Lizzo won like a bunch of uh Grammys as well she's that uh, that that big uh like artist who like plays the flute and stuff like that so it was kind of cool like seeing her win stuff I know like a lot of like especially like millennials they're super into her so um There's no best comedy album. <laughs> Do they still give that away? Best, yeah, they should, right? Because didn't didn't uh, what's his name win that? I'm just trying to think. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, some cool stuff, I guess. Um, they give away like a bunch of like other awards, like best engineering and best whatever I, I, I'm always interested in those but yeah you know I don't usually like I said I don't usually watch the Grammys but it's cool to see some of the performances and stuff like that um it's weird like growing up you would just watch like the MTV uh MTV awards and stuff like that and just MTV just sucks now so like now you watch the Grammys and all these other award shows I think it'd be cool to win a Grammy one of these years, or even just be nominated. I've had like producer friends who are nominated for tracks or albums, being a part of albums, and I think I have actually a couple friends who, who won Grammys, right? I think so. They either, they either won or were nominated, so or just being part of projects. Like I would just want to be a producer. On like an album that would be nominated. Imagine that. But I think that's one of my. Long term goals. Is to be even just nominated for. Like a, a track or an album that I worked on. So we'll see. Hopefully if I could just put that in the. Out in the universe. Maybe I'll get, I'll be, be able to get that. Sometime in my life. Even if I'm like. 60 years old yeah uh, yeah i played a i played a like uh the spoons on that one <laughs> hey grandpa can you play spoons on this this one track for this robot artist that's what the future is going to be a bunch of like robot cyborg kind of artists <laughs> can you play the spoons on this one i'm 60 and i win a grammy That'd be cool. I don't care, you know? Well, I think I just want to be nominated. I don't even care about winning. I'd be like, oh, man. And then you can put that in, like, your Instagram profile. No- Grab me nominated producer. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Oh, <But> yeah. <clears throat> I don't even want... It's weird. Like, I don't even want to go to these award shows. Oh, let's see? Dave Chappelle won Best Comedy Album. Who else was in here? Jim Gaffigan, Ellen DeGeneres, Aziz Ansari, and Trevor Noah. Yeah. Did that download? Yeah. Whoops, sorry. I'm trying to do other things here. Um... And as far as performances go, for the Grammys, I don't know if there was anything. I think I like Tyler the Creator's performance. He's always kind of like a weirdo, so kind of like the weirdo stuff. <clears throat> um, and then it was weird. Like Nas came out as a special guest with Little Nas X, but th- and then Nas Little Nas X performed with BTS. Like it was kind of like this weird mashup of stuff but <laughs> whatever i feel like i feel like artists there shouldn't be you, you see that you like you see that kind of um that uh what's it called you see that kind of performance little nas x bts and then nas comes out and it's like it's really weird but i feel like in that kind of whole universe of music artists there shouldn't be um what's it called there shouldn't be like barriers you know like everybody should kind of like work with each other you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's how it should be just in general like artists should just all just kind of just mash with together together it doesn't matter if like if it's like different genres or kind of like different styles if you both kind of like vibe together or just are fans of each other then yeah you should probably come out with something and maybe you'll come out with something like that's like different from what you both do. It's like weird. I don't know. Like there's too much division with, especially with artists and stuff like that. Even just in the same genre. Like everybody's very clicky and I don't know. Everybody just kind of look, maybe it's just everybody's just selfish. Everybody just looks out for themselves. It's just like, uh, okay, this one has like all the, the, the winners here. Best Recording Packaging. (laughs) That's what I'm going to be in. Best Recording Packaging. (laughs) Best Boxed or Special Limited Edition Package. Like, I feel like these are... These should be, like, amoeba, like, awards. Best Album Notes. Best Historical Album. (laughs) Best Engineered Album. Non-classical. Like, these are the 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 things I s uh that you would see in like Amoeba. I heard they're cl- closing down Amoeba, like the one over in uh in Hollywood, which is kinda sad. Uh but people just you know, it's hard to keep open a uh, a a music store nowadays, like especially a big one like that. Like record stores probably aren't as hard because <clears throat> I feel like People will always buy records. I mean, I've there's a bunch that have closed down in the past, like, 10 years that I've went to, especially here in L.A., uh, like, a whole bunch of cool ones. But, um, like, I feel like record stores are kind of making a resurgence a little bit, and, um, and I feel like those are, like, the only music stores that stay open because, you know, people don't buy CDs, really. Other than old people or like niche kind of people, but it's hard to keep open uh, um, stores. I would want to own a a record store. That would be kind of cool, but I understand it's probably like a huge risk. And plus, I don't know that much about music, (laughs) even though I mean I'm I work in music. I feel like I don't know. I'm not a music nerd like how I used to be. Like I feel like in my twenties, I was a huge like music nerd where I was following everybody I think you know what it is it's it's so hard to keep up with music nowadays like there's so many like artists there's so many like genres and subgenres and you know obscure kind of labels and like then it's all like digital you know what I'm saying like you have to kind of like really dig through a lot of stuff <clears throat> but yeah it's just so hard and then I remember just going to like record stores you know as a teenager and and in my early 20s and you know talking to the owners and the owners like just knowing everything about music because they're fucking music nerds it's kind of like that movie high fidelity with john cusack and jack black and those guys like those guys are like super nerds and you know they know like the liner stuff Yeah, it's crazy. Um yeah, and, yeah, you know, I used to be kind of like that in LA, like especially with hip hop albums, but like at that time like in the early 2000s and stuff like that. Um you didn't have to follow like too many labels or too many artists because there were only like a good handful. Um so yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot easier to like to to um follow artists like to a T and stuff like that. I feel like it's it's still like probably easy if you're into like older artists, like old jazz acts or like old rock music, to know all like the the tidbits and liner notes and stuff like that. But nowadays it's just too hard. Because everybody, everybody's an artist. Is that weird? I feel like millennials have it really good nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like that old man who's like, back in my day, we had, it. and, uh, but like millennials, you don't understand. You guys have it re- really cool nowadays. Like, everything is cool. You know, you could be, an. you have the ability to live out your dreams as a, blogger or a vlogger or some makeup artist or a um like a musician or a producer or dj like you have those opportunities and me growing up i'm kind of like the tail end of that but me growing up in my era um we didn't we definitely didn't have those opportunities especially like my parents era like everybody just had to work and you found something that you were either good at or you just, you know, like would pay the bills for or pay the bills with, and, um, that's what your career was. And nowadays I feel like young people have the opportunity to do whatever they want. Not just like arts, but like medical stuff, you know, whatever it is. You have the ability and the time and stuff like that. And it comes even faster nowadays. People don't have to work as hard, um, in certain, you know, career paths, but yeah, and me and my wife were just thinking about it. We we're just like, damn, like kids like when we were like in our 20s, like food wasn't a thing. Like food wasn't like a cool thing that you would go and talk about. Like you got, oh, you got to try this restaurant or you th- you have to follow this chef. And like being a even being a chef is like fucking cool now. Whereas like that wasn't like how it was when we were in our 20s. I'm, a buddy of mine's a chef, and he started going to the Art Institute once they introduced culinary arts. He was, like, one of the first classes to go to it. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, like, becoming a chef just became this new kind of thing that everybody was doing. And then all these classes became super expensive and stuff like that. But, yeah, like not, like I'm saying, like now – nowadays like kids can just do whatever they want yeah food wasn't a thing like you wouldn't go to yelp really wasn't around or anything like that or instagram so like when you would go to a restaurant you would just go there to eat and be like oh that was good or, or that just sucked i'm not coming back nowadays you find something on social media or yelp or whatever it is you go and try it and you you kind of instagram post about it because it's so good and then it becomes like this buzz and it's just like now everybody's lining up for it and i feel like a lot of restaurants and like food companies whether it's just like burgers or like ice cream or you know whatever it is food trucks they they really rely on social media to help their business well, you know which is a good thing it's fine but like if it wasn't for that, then they you know they probably wouldn't be as successful. It's hard to do things like word of mouth nowadays, like word of mouth meaning like actually talking to people, not doing it through social media, yeah, <clears throat> I'm telling you millennials have a good um but yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know what else to talk about. Did I watch any movies we watched. What do, what do we watch did i talk about the grudge because <laughs> me and my buddy watched the grudge like beginning of this month and it was fucking lame um trying to think if we watched any other movies oh let me just see what movies are out and i can tell you if i watched them let's see what movies did freddie watch I don't think we watched any of these. I've been meaning to get around to watching 1917, but haven't watched it yet. This is a documentary I want to watch on Netflix called Tell Me Who I Am. It's about these twins, and there's kind of like a twist as far as their life. Hmm. No, I don't think I watched anything, really. Sometimes I see, like, um, movie posters for for films, and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And I'll be like, oh, this looks... And then I watch it, and it's fucking garbage. I hate to call movies garbage, but... You know, sometimes it is. Oh, Honey Boy, I've been meaning to watch this, which is the Shia LaBeouf story. I heard it's really good, so... I'll end up watching that, probably. And, yeah, I think those are the only two that I've been really wanting to watch was um was uh, 1917 and Honey Boy. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Frozen 2? No, I'm just joking. I'm not a big Frozen fan, sorry. Uncut Gems, I've been meaning to watch that, too. Because I hear, um, I hear it's pretty cool, I guess. But yeah, I guess... I don't know what else to talk about, honestly. I guess that's it. Um, you can um, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, the audio. Uh, you can follow me on all social media, Freddy Joachim. You just go to my website and there's a bunch of links. There's a link to my Spotify. There's a link to my Bandcamp soundcloud and whatnot um yeah i have some new music coming out towards the end of february uh and then i have a video with ableton coming out and that's going to be sometime early march i believe so i'll keep everybody posted on that we shot that in october of last year so um yeah finally it's coming out it should be pretty cool I'm trying to think anything else. Um, Go support my man, DSTL, Daniel Still Music. He just came out with a new instrumental album called The Ups and Downs, I believe. Uh, You can just find it on Spotify or you you can follow him on uh, Instagram. And he has links to it. Super talented guy, man. Super funny and smart and just a all-around cool guy. He plays in a band. I forgot the name of the band, but he's been touring with them. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he's also a producer and a musician. He's, like, a multi-talented dude. He goes to support his new album, The Ups and Downs. And um, I think that is it. Uh, you know, like I said, sorry we had to talk about it, but big peace to all the Kobe fans and Laker fans out there and just Los Angeles in general. Um, Super sad, but we, you know, like, like I was saying, we miss Kobe, and unfortunately we had to find out the news that he passed away. But yeah, much condolences to his family and his teammates and anybody who was super close to the Bryant family and Kobe as well and stuff like that. It's just, we see like the the news coverage and you know like other uh players and coaches talking about him and it's just so heartbreaking so let that be I hate to say that but let just be mindful and you know like tell your parents you love them and you know like your loved ones and spend time with them don't hold grudges over stupid little things and um yeah you know like hug your pets and kiss your wife and kids every time you leave the house or, you know, your husband or whatever it is, your loved ones, before you leave the house and don't take them for granted because uh, life is short, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you can be gone in, in a snap of the fingers and, you know, it's just kind of sad. But, yeah, uh, big s- peace to everybody supporting this podcast Sorry, it's been taking me so long to like post stuff. Like I said, I was sick for a while. And then uh, I'll try to shoot a video. You know what? I'm just going to try to shoot a video tomorrow regardless if it's cool or not. (laughs) And then I'll post it up on YouTube. So you can follow me on YouTube.com, Freddie Joachim. And I'll try to maybe work on some beats today that I can just show you tomorrow. All right, guys. Peace.